You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. going on guys welcome to another episode of peer pleasure with dewey halpus i am dewey your host with the most bringing you more great content week after week this week we have tucker rule from ls dunes and thursday now if you guys have been living under a rock and have not checked out this ls dunes record it's absolutely phenomenal um i i love this record i love the dudes in the band and uh, i'm super stoked to bring you this conversation with tucker um travis stever from coheed on guitar frankie arrow from my chem on guitar uh we've got tim from thursday as well as tucker on drums in ls dunes it's abs and anthony green singing of course i forget that one um anyways i am stoked to bring you this conversation tucker and i have never spoken before uh so this was great uh, I've, I've had the other guys in the band on but tucker um and i have never spoken so i'm stoked to bring this to you guys because it's a, a brand new uh, meeting a brand new conversation and i think you guys are really going to enjoy it uh they were on tour when we did this i think he was in the green room um i can't i'm trying to remember i'm pretty sure he was in the green room on on a tour date in the u.s here before they went to europe um and those interviews are always kind of weird because on a show day you're so focused on what you're doing and your day's so planned out it's a really strange place to meet someone for the first time um but i think it went rather well and uh i'm stoked to bring it to you guys i know i've said that eight times i could just keep saying i'm stoked to bring this to you guys but i really am excited um to meet tucker and and get him on so let's get some business out of the way and we'll jump into this one peerpleasurepodcast.com is the website peerpleasurepod at gmail.com is the email if you want to get in touch with me with guest ideas or comments or questions 
Uh, we also have the Peer Pleasure Podcast Inner Circle Facebook group. We are also on YouTube, uh, Peer Pleasure Podcast YouTube channel, if you want to check us out over there. I know we're new to YouTube, but uh, we're giving it a shot for a little while and see, seeing how it goes. Um, we also have the premium service, which is peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm. And that gets you access to the old videos of the episodes as well as the past cast and the ad-free feed. So if you don't like hearing all the ads, you don't have to do that on the ad-free feed. And it's only a couple bucks a month, as far as I remember. Uh, it's been a while since I've looked at the the pricing on that, I will admit. Uh, I try to stay focused on creating the best show possible and not focusing on the business side of things. So there's a lot of times on things like that I won't notice for a long time uh, or won't revisit. So I may be out of the loop. So I apologize if that's incorrect, but um, I believe it's only a few bucks a month to join for the ad-free feed. So definitely do that. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, on Apple, give us a rating and review. On Spotify, you can just give us a rating. So do that, please. It helps us out immensely. All right. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode with Tucker Rule from LS Dunes and Thursday. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Good. We'll get this recording Recording here. in progress. Sure. Welcome, my friend. I I thank you for doing this, man. I've um been after uh Tim and Amy about this for a little while. Um cuz I've been stoked to talk to you. Yeah, man. Thanks. Sorry sorry that it it took uh took a uh, the team and a village <laughs> to get it done. But I appreciate it. Sometimes it does, man. Sometimes it does. I think the longest, uh, the longest from initial contact to getting an episode done was four years. Oh, wow. And, uh, that was Cody Vadalato from the blood brothers. And, uh, we joke about that quite a bit now because I'm glad it happened when it did, but it was, it was a long road. Can you hear me okay? I can. Perfect. Can you hear me? I can. You're a little uh your your body's moving at a different rate than your uh words, but I can hear you fine. <laughs> oh, maybe I can't hear you now. Okay. Um I wonder if there's a Wi-Fi I should be on. Let me let me check. Okay. Hold on a second. 
Is there a Wi-Fi? Hold on. Sorry. No, no, no worries, man. I'll get this sorted. Staff. I hate when they do capital letters. Like it takes me an extra second to do it. Only fucking number. Come on. It's that extra security. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, I'm joining the Wi-Fi. Let's see. Come on, 2022. Let's fucking be my friend here. All right. Excellent. How's that? Let's better? See. Yeah, a little better. It's All weird. Right. You're like, you're like, uh, what's that? Um, like your body moves and like glitches, but I can hear you fine now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it we'll make it work are you in a venue yeah, then yeah. i am oh yeah. you guys are on that uh that thursday thursday run yeah thursday uh, uh cursive and anthony green opening oh man so say hello to anthony for me when we're done i, I will he's been on three times and uh yeah i one thing i was thinking of just to, off the bat is how strange this whole situation is because thursday gets together comes out boom things launch off influences so many bands one of which i guarantee is seosin which is where we met anthony for the first time uh now fast forward you, he's fronting a band that you're in so you're in a band with another one of the most charismatic front men in the scene uh aside from rickley who's also been on a bunch of times um and now you're you're touring back to back with that band that influenced this, but also getting to be in this new zone with this new band, like when things are fresh again, like, of course, there was some, you know, some big shows out of the gate, like it wasn't just basements and stuff like it used to be. But that newness is there again, I assume. And so like, what is that like going from one to the other like that? It seems like a really interesting position to be in. It's it's amazing, man. And it's it's the type of thing where it's like, I've always loved music and I've always loved Thursday. And that's, that's always been like who I am, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But doing dunes has kind of made me fall in love with music all over again to where I can be, but you know, a good partner to Thursday as well. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's, 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 um, it's really like reinvigorated the fire. And I think I can speak for all of us in the dunes that it's, it's reinvigorated the fire in, in each of us, um, you know, because like, we're really lucky. You know, we, we already all have established bands and bands that like people sing along to and, 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 you know, come to the shows and whatnot. So to have this again in our forties as adults, mm -hmm. you know, we, we literally feel like kids again, you know what I mean? It, it definitely feels like, you know, how I felt when I wrote full collapse with the band, you know what I mean? Like it, it feels like that kind of time again for us. And I just, I can't even believe that, people like you want to talk to us to begin with, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's just, it's a crazy feeling. Dude. I, I wanted to have you on this show since it started, but it just is one of those things. Like I made a list, this has been going six years now and I made a list and that list keeps evolving and evolving and changing. And, and as things come and go and, and opportunities arise and, and things like that. But I remember hearing uh, full collapse, well, not full collapse, but hearing cross out the eyes on a victory sampler in a Walmart when I was working as a truck unloader. And uh, one of the electronics guys had the demo, or the demo, the 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 um, comp, 
and put it in one of the stereos. And I was like, what is this? Like, this is like, I loved it immediately. And so then we started going down the rabbit hole. And that is in turn that and Coheed both are what influenced heavily Anatomy of a Ghost, the band that we ended up starting, which then became Portugal, the man. Um, Crazy. was all from <laughs> that like era, that time, like that, that song. Like we immediately went home and started writing songs again, like trying to like not emulate it, but like inspired by it. And um, that's wild. It's so <laughs> such a strange place to encounter. Your art is a Walmart unloading trucks at like one in the morning. Dude, I remember being resistant to that sampler too. being like, oh, where is the sampler going? You know what I mean? They want to use a song yeah. for what? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And then like lucky, you know, it, it worked out in our favor, but you never know how that stuff's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that's, I mean, we discovered so much music back then, even before then through samplers, like the, the, uh, punk compilations and stuff from fat records and epitaph and, and all that stuff. And I'd never heard of victory records at that point. It was still like, we moved down from Alaska and just started discovering all these new things we had been missing. And that was one of them was these labels that were, were coming out of the woodwork and like putting out all this stuff and, and just a weird way to encounter it. And then when you guys came through the first time was at the meow meow. And in, in Portland, like an upstairs, it, now it's a, it's a little event space for like wedding planning. It, oh, wow. It was a single condo after that. So to put that in perspective for people who have not been there, it was that small. And, uh, if those walls could talk, right. Dude, if those, <laughs> if those toilets would work and those walls could talk, dude. <laughs> uh, so, in no particular order. <laughs> exactly. I saw you guys and Mars Volta there for the first time, and it wasn't the same show, but those are two bands that like came through. And um, when you guys were there, we look around, and all we saw was everybody else in a band in Portland. It was like, here it is. Here's the new direction. Everyone's here taking notes. It was really awesome. You could always That's tell true. the influence when you see all your band friends there and no one else. Totally. Totally. It was like a seminar. It was, it was yeah, like a little community that was, that was built. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and then we, we probably crossed paths, I don't know, 20 or 30 times over the years, festivals and stuff like, um, and you and I have never met, um, no. surprisingly, <laughs> which is, which thinking back as, as, as Tim hit me up the other day and I was thinking on this and I was like, have we actually met? And it has not happened. I don't know how, yeah. but here we are. So here we are. Um, so, so I've had, I had Travis on um, a few weeks ago. Anthony's been on three times. Jeff Rickley's been on twice. I want to get your perspective on things because you're, I don't hear from you as much like, and, and is that on intentional as far as not doing a ton of interviews? Like, like everyone else, like it's just, it doesn't seem like it's for lack of wanting to like, you know what I mean? Like, or do you like to stay kind of in the background? I mean, I, I like to do whatever, whatever's needed of me. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and a lot of the stuff with Thursday, like Jeff's such a polarizing figure and his lyrics are so amazing that like most of the time people just want to talk to him, which I'm, I'm fine with, you know, like mm -hmm. I'm a drummer, you know what I mean? I don't expect to be, you know, the forefront, you know what I mean? Of, of anything, you know? Um, <clears throat> but yeah. So like people like to speak to the lyrics, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I typically like, even when I love a band, I don't know the lyrics, you know, the mm -hmm. song, I'm, I know the drum beats, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's where I kind of live in the, mm -hmm. in the music. So, um, 
I, I do like to, especially with Dunes, you know, cause I feel like it's, it's, it's something that like we've cultivated from the ground up Thursday, the same, but like, you know, for, for Dunes, for me, it's, it's, it feels very much like I, I have been a part of every single part of the process, you know, from, from, from birth to it's now existence, you know? So, um, I feel comfortable talking about it. You know, there was a lot of stuff in Thursday that like, yeah, like Jeff would do all the interviews and, and, you know, um, you know, there was times that I just showed up to play drums, you know what I mean? And I didn't want to be a part of decision-making and such. So now in my, in my forties and, and trying to be a little bit more conscious of, of, you know, the business side, because this is my job, you know what I mean? This is what I do, you know, and I, I do have a house and I have a daughter. So, and my wife, you know, my wife has a, my wife makes more money than me. So it's not like, you know, we're, we're going poor, but like, I'm, I'm trying to hold up my end of the bargain here, you know? Sure. sure. It's, it's something that, uh, and I'm, I'm glad you said that it's something, uh, a lucky position to be in, you know, in our forties is, is having the freedom to, to do these things we want to do with a family, you know? Um, like one thing that, that really strikes me, it, it comes out whenever I hear you play is you, you play drums like a guitar player. It seems like, like it's like your drums. So what you said about lyrics, a lot of times, like how you just don't know the lyrics, like to a lot of bands, you, you know, the drum beats. I'm that way with drums a lot where the drums are kind of no pun intended in the background, but like they don't stand out to me like your drums do. Like when you're playing, it's like listening to a guitar player. Like it's, 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 it's a lot more creative and, and, um, I don't know what it is about it. It's just something I noticed about certain drummers and you're definitely one of them. Um, thank you. you, man. I I don't know if that's intentional or if I'm correct there, but it seems like, you know, it's like a third guitar player. Like you're you're absolutely correct because I, you know, when we started Thursday, we did a lot of the writing, just Tom and I, and Tom's a guitar player. So I was writing to the guitar parts, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think throughout my whole career as a musician, I've always written to the, the riff, you know, I never wrote to the baseline, you know what I mean? Like kind of the bass and drums came together, you know, like that's why playing with Tim is so great. Cause he's so intuitive and he's so amazing that like, mm-hmm. even if he's playing something as placeholder, it's still sick. You know what I mean? So he's always going to come up with something great. So literally my job is to just like find the left of center kind of thing. That's exciting. Following the riff. You know, I like the angular stuff. I like hitting the accents on, on, on the guitar changes. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that you're correct in the fact that I, I do write primarily to the guitar part. Like I'm not trying to hold it down. Like Tim can hold it down. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm trying to like spice things up and, 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 and make things like kind of bouncy. Mm-hmm. Were you, were you a guitar player first? No, you play guitar? no, I, I shouldn't even, I don't even know how to hold one. <laughs> That's, That's not awesome. true. I did, I did do over the pandemic. I did take the Fender play app and I, I did learn some stuff on guitar. So I do know how to hold one now, okay. but I have no business. <laughs> have you ever gotten to do karaoke with Travis? That's another thing I have no business to is being behind a microphone. I, I am not, I, I'm not equipped to stand up in front of people. That's why I chose drums. Cause I could sit down and I hidden by these sparkly orange things, you know, but I have seen Travis do karaoke and it is tremendous. Oh my God. One of the best things in the world. I'm, I want to, I want to talk about this for a second because I'm, I'm curious about this with drummers too, being in the background, you're one of the loudest, one of the loudest portions of the band but you can be hidden if you want to be, does that come from somewhere for you? Like that being somewhat behind something else, but still being able to get your voice out. It's kind of like, 
kind of like if we were doing this, if we were doing this over the phone, it may be more comfortable for some people because they're not visually being seen, but they can put what they want out there vocally or, or, you know what I mean? Express themselves. Is that something for you that stems from earlier on, or is it just kind of where you fell? I mean, I'll, 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 I'll speak honestly here because I feel like I I'm at the point of my life where I should speak honestly about everything. Like I, I honestly, I do want to be seen. You know what I mean? I do. Even though I'm in the back, I do want the lights on me. Cause I, I, I do really take pride in what I do. And I, I really, if I can inspire someone to play drums because of how much fun I'm having, like, I want that to happen. I also, you know, I like being a part of this group. I like, I love being in Thursday and I love being in LS dudes. It's like, it, it like fucking gives me life. You know what I mean? Literally like, it's like my hair standing up, just talking about it. You know, that shouldn't happen as, as a, a man in his forties talking about, <laughs> you know, like his bands, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, but, but I, I really love what I do and I really love playing the drums and I love being back there and, and people watching, because I know when I was going to shows like hardcore shows when I was a kid, like if I wasn't watching the singer, I was watching the drummer, mm-hmm. like laser focused because it's like, there's so much movement. There's so many things happening. I'm like, how does that person do that? You know? And you know, I just, I just want people to see a show and like, and be inspired and walk away being like, man, I want to play drums or I want to play guitar. I want to be a singer. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I want to hold up my end of the bargain, you know? Yeah. Well, what happens when someone comes to you and tells you the same thing? Like, with, you know, that they, you know, about your playing or about, you know, something creative you're doing like you did when you were young, you know, how does that make you feel like, is, is it, is it, I know some people feel awkward when things like that happen or, or not what don't know what to say, but I assume from what you're telling me is probably pretty awesome as far as, uh, hearing the same things you used to say to people, you know, being said it, to you now. It's crazy, man, because when you hear it in the moment, you know, you feel not worthy, you know what I mean? And it kind of takes you by surprise and it is an uncomfortable thing. It's like receiving a gift, you know, mm-hmm. on your birthday. It's like, you, you never know how to like, am I supposed to open this now? Like in front of you, like, uh, you know, it's, it's, you don't know how to process it, but it's, it's the moments after, like when the person walks away where you're like, you know, it could be an hour later. It could be a minute later. It could be 10 days later. We're like, mm-hmm. Oh shit. Like, that's crazy. Like, like thinking about somebody getting something like a band logo tattooed on their skin. And it's just like, you see it and you're like, Oh, whatever. That's cool. Thank you. You know? And then like 10 days later, you're like, dude, somebody like altered their body. You know, it's like, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not something that is easily processed in the moment. And always turns out to be kind of awkward, Mm -hmm. but after the fact, it kind of, it, it, it's one of the driving forces and why we do this. I think, you know, it's, it's a responsibility. Absolutely. I love that you said that word responsibility, having a platform, uh, to emote things and, and put ideas out there and, and put parts of ourselves out there is a, is a big thing. And that word responsibility means a lot in that, like, you know, when you're putting something out there, thinking about it, thinking about what it means, what it's going to, uh, what it's going to serve, what it's going to, um, possibly create, you know, some people, you know, especially with like, like podcasts will get on there and just say whatever, you know, not thinking about uh, the listener or thinking about maybe there's, maybe there's a young kid listening to this that is in a dark spot and, and, you know, things you're promoting, things you're, you know, advertising, things like that all kind of hit a weird, a weird spot when you think about responsibility, because it's a, it's a big deal because your music goes out there to a lot of people, you know, it influences a lot of people, um, gets people through a lot of things. Um, 
So I like that. I like that you use that responsibility because um, I think a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people yeah. just kind of, you know, um, what's the what's the phrase? Just kind of willy nilly, just put it out there, you know, um, which yeah, you, has its own you, merit as well. For sure, but you you also have to think it's like it's it's you know as much as it starts out making the music for yourself, you know, with mm-hmm. your bandmates and trying to connect, you know, you're ultimately giving it to people. Mm-hmm. To, to do what they want with it. So you, you have to remember that the people that are taking this music from you or, or buying this music from you, however the fuck you get music, like these people are, you know, um, important and it's what keeps the van on the road or the, or the bus on the road, or, you know, it's what keeps the drumsticks in your hand and what, what keeps the, the crowd in front of you. And, you know, it's what puts food on the table, you know, it's, it's all of, all of that. So the responsibility is, is to like, you know, I'll be honest. Like I, I, I get up there some nights and I don't want to do it. You know, I'm tired, cranky, having a bad day. You know, I missed the snare drum hit in the first five seconds of the first song and it fucking throws me into like, what the fuck? Everybody thinks I suck, you know, but like, you know, you, you have to kind of turn off that ego and, and, and remember to be a little bit grateful about, about this gift that you've been given or this, this talent that you've, that you've harnessed and, 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 that some of these people, especially now at our age, you know, that are coming to these shows, like they're getting babysitters now, mm-hmm. you know? So this yeah. is their fucking night out. So you owe them, you owe them a good show because you know what it's like to get a babysitter and go out mm-hmm. for dinner, you know, when you haven't been able to, and you've been stuck in the pandemic, it's like, you owe it to these people to fucking go nuts and get possessed and like fucking get satanic. Like <laughs> before Anthony, I get on, go on, on stage with dudes, be like, look at each other. I'm like, yo, you better fucking, I want you to light yourself on fire. Like we're going to fucking do this. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you get, you gotta, you gotta bring it. You gotta fucking bring it. Yeah. You gotta get satanic. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You gotta get possessed. Absolutely. Oh, man. Fucking 360 head swivel. I don't care. Yeah. Dude. How do you deal? How do you deal with ego? Like you brought that up. Like, how do you, how do you deal with ego? Because I think ego is necessary in certain situations. Like to be able to, to be able to get uh satanic head swivel, like all that stuff, like you got to be full on into it, but you also have to know uh, it's, it's, it's a weird struggle. It's a weird struggle with the, with the ego because it can take you over. It can drive you to do great things, but it can also be a hindrance. Like someone, as someone that's been in the spotlight for a lot of their adult life in, in whatever capacity, how do you, how do you deal with the ego? Do you let it, do you let it in? Do you, you know, you, you talked about, you know, putting it to the side as you're like starting to hate on yourself uh, when you don't want to do it or when you make a mistake. But are there ways you use it in for good as well, I guess is what I'm getting at. Well, yeah, I definitely think like, first of all, you need to know that you're of a certain caliber to get up there mm-hmm. and, and, and to, 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 to four count into that first song. You know, you got to use that little a confidence, you know, like... I think like ego can be confidence sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. all right, like this is what you do. Like I remember I I did a week of, of Seth Meyers, um, actually in the studio, um, in their studio, uh, a couple years back. And I remember before the first show, I had a friend sit next to me backstage. He's like, you doing all right. I'm like, man, I'm kind of tripping out. Like this is live TV. Like I'm kind of bugging, you know? And he's like, why, why are you worried? I'm like, ah, no, my palms are sweaty. You know, I'm just like, this is a lot of pressure. And he's like, well, dude, he's like, this is what you do. That's like the only thing you're good at, you know? So just go do what you do. Mm-hmm. 
And like, that was literally like a lesson in like my ego, just being not even there at all. Like my, my ego was like, dude, you suck. Like, don't fuck up. Like, how are we going to do this? Like fight or flight. And then him just being like, dude, just go do what you do. I was like, Oh fuck man. Maybe, maybe I do just do what I do. Maybe this is what I do. This is what I do. Yeah. I'm a fucking drummer. I'm a fucking professional. <laughs> I just get up there, pick up your fucking bootstraps, touch your shoulders off, go fucking mm-hmm. play drums. Just go play drums. Yeah. And like that, that's how that can kind of work to your advantage in this band in, in, in LS dunes, you know, I'd get a riff and, and I would put the simplest drum beat, the most intuitive, simplest, most digestible drum beat because I didn't want it to be showy. I just wanted to give the next person in line something to play over mm-hmm. quickly. So you kind of take your ego out of that too, because you're not trying to be showy and show off and do this crazy film. You're like, look what I can do. It's like, okay, intuitive meat, meat, um, you know, meat, potatoes, drum, drum part. Mm-hmm. Next person can do it. So it's, it's a lot of like, you know, working for the better good as well. You know, taking your ego completely out of, mm-hmm. you know, what you get out of the instrument, you know, yeah. to get the most out of the band. Dude, that's what's so interesting about Dunes is it's, I mean, it's a super group in all, in all senses of the word, but no one is, no one is, uh, like from the, from the spectator, no one's bigger than anyone else. Like, it's like watching a new band. That's what's so strange about it is because there's so much talent in this band. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll kiss some ass here for a second. There's so much talent in this band in, in so many ways, but it's like watching a new band. That's just really good. Like, it's not like, Holy shit. It's so-and-so Holy shit. It's so-and-so so-and-so's, you know, the reason people watch this band is for so-and-so not even the case. It's just the right group of people. I feel to do Thank this. You, and that's, what's so great about it. When I watched that riot fest performance, I was like, this is like just discovering a new band. Like, it's not like watching, um, you know, like, uh, what would, like, um, I guess Foo Fighters would be like a super group somewhat. Like, you're watching certain people sometimes with that band. But in this case, it's like, I'm just going to a show and this band's really fucking good, which is a really interesting thing to harness with that much pedigree in this band. And I really commend you guys for that because it's, it could have gone any different direction. But it's such Thanks, a cohesive man. unit. Like everyone's playing off each other. No one's no one's uh standing out as like the four person. It's just like, damn. I it's not even a, a question. It's just like Dude, an observation. Right. That, might be, that might be the nicest thing anyone's ever said about this band. I really, really appreciate it because that's how that's how we feel. You know, like I, I feel like the, the pedigree of the members, their bands the, of, the, of the members, like that's the gateway drug. That's what gets people attention you know mm-hmm. but it's it's up to us to to do the other half and we know that we have to do the other half like quote unquote super group you don't want to have a bad record you know the record has to be good you mm-hmm. know what i mean and it, we didn't put our pressure on ourselves to make a good record you know we made a record that we fucking are obsessed with and that we love and it's like a drug to us absolutely but you never know how the listener is going to take it so you know we know that like okay because these are our peers you know we're all peers this is my friend group, you know? So it's, it's, it's not like I set out to get the dude from my chemical romance and the dude from, from Circa and the dude from Coheed. You know what I mean? I didn't set out to make a super group. I set out to like, be like, Oh, I've always wanted to play with Travis. I've always wanted to play with Anthony. I've always wanted to play with Frank, you know? So in, in that respect, I mean, all of these people that are in this band are humble and real 
fucking people. I mean, Frank Iero is in one of the biggest bands in the world, and he's the same dude that I met in 1998. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same exact fucking dude. Yeah. I that band's trajectory is insane. And from back in our touring days, like we we played a bunch of shows with Mike Cam uh because we were doing festivals and stuff, but then we our tours would match up on each other every once in a while. And so the booking agents just said, let's just combine the tours. You're playing the same town three blocks away. And we would do that. And it was just the guys. Like it was just that's that's who they you know, they weren't huge yet. Like it wasn't it wasn't to the point it is now. And then the next band I'm in after an Emmy of a Ghost, I'm at Warp Tour, and Gerard comes up and gives me a hug. And I was like, dude, I haven't seen you in years. Like, this is awesome. And my bass player's jaw about hit the floor. Like, he couldn't believe it. I was like, dude, they're just guys. Like, they're just guys. And, but when you get to that level, it's really hard to be seen anything different than that, you know? And and that, speaking how you you've, you've got the band together is how I would see it keeping that humbleness is because you had no idea that like, you just, I want to play music with so-and-so. It wasn't like we have to get, have to get, have to get. And that, yeah. That speaks to it. Um, it's, these are, these are my favorite members from each band. You know what I mean? Like people that are, 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 you know, Travis is, you can hear his riffs. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can, cause, because he does what he does. He does it well. You can hear Frank, you know what I mean? You can hear everybody in the band. So, but yeah, just dudes, just fucking dudes, man. Yeah, should be LS dudes. <laughs> LS dudes. <laughs> that'd be that'd be perfect. When we 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 played a song with Kaylee, we we did one of her songs called Over Ambitious, where we were her backing band um, at, at each of these shows, and we we were like, you should just go up and say, hey, we're LS dames. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the possibilities are endless. Tell, yeah. tell me, go back a second though. Tell me about playing drums for Seth Myers. That's curious. I'm curious. What is his deal with drummers? Is he a drummer? Because he has like, he'll pull like a huge YouTuber or then he'll pull like a, uh, Craig from straight from the path or like whoever to play for like a week. How does that come about? And, and what was that experience like for you? I'm, I'm curious. That stuff's fascinating to me. Well, first of all, I think like Seth himself, uh, you know, I don't really know him personally. You know, mm. I've met him because, you know, the handshake in the show, but like, I know his favorite band is the hold steady, you know what I mean? Okay. Which is fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. Hold steady is amazing. Um, but Eric, uh, Lederman, who is the, the show producer is a drummer and he is a drum fan, a drummer. He does, you know, he's uh, encapsulates the drums. So he, <clears throat> Fred Armisen is the drummer of the AG band. And mm -hmm. Fred Armisen is obviously a busy, a busy man with, with TV and, 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 and movies and all this stuff. So when he couldn't be, at all of the tapings and stuff for the show, I think Eric Lederman, the, the producer came up with the idea of having a revolving, you know, quote unquote, you know, pro drummer mm -hmm. cast. And it started out with getting this person and this person. And now it's like a rite of passage to, to play drums for, for the Seth Meyers show. Um, so yeah, it's basically just, you know, meeting someone in a position that is really cool, liking drummers. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's a wild experience. And then like all the, all the people in the AG band are so accommodating and amazing and like tolerant of teaching all this, the, you know, the material and, and, and accepting of, you know, having a new drummer every week. And I actually was fortunate enough to, to play, um, to go to Barcelona with La Sabe Fab, which is their 
other bands. Really? So I, we did Prima Fest. Yeah. And I was, I was on the drums for that, um, for La Sabe Fava. It was just so much fun. And I just felt so lucky to, to, it made me feel like I did a good job on the show, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, for them to ask me to come play drums for them. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just an amazing experience. And it, it, it was the first time that I, I had felt like I had done something myself, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't really attached to Thursday. It wasn't attached to anything else. It was like Tucker rule drummer coming up and, and doing this. Like I just, it was just a wild experience. And then in the pandemic, I was able to do the show again mm-hmm. from my fucking house, my home studio, filming myself on my iPhone, recording myself on, you know, and sending it to them and then putting it together. And we, we all, because the show was remote. That's fascinating. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms. They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, They have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. Now, if you're working as most people are online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, You can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. And you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid. And I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, 
feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now. Hey guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, tier one, tier two, and tier three. Tier one is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier two gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier three is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the past cast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the past cast. The past cast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest. Uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of, of that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of, of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month. Cause I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. Yeah, that's so that's such a strange thing. Just like the like the two minutes to late night or any of that stuff like during the pandemic, that stuff got wild. Yeah, During the pandemic. Couch riffs. I did a bunch of couch riffs thing, which was amazing. This is, yeah. uh, you know, I did a Phil Collins song. I did the two minutes to late night. You know, I, I love all that stuff. It was such a great way to 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 make that time go by, and mm -hmm. such a fun way to be creative. Yeah, I really commend those people for setting that stuff up because it's it's it, it was truly like a lifesaver for for all of us. I feel it's like life will find a way, like Jurassic Park says. You know, like it'll it, it shut things down. There will be a way. Shut yeah, down dude. venues. We're playing basements. You shut down this. We're doing this. Like it's it's going to continue until That's the sun burns out. Rock, man. That's punk rock. Yeah. You know what I mean? Against all authority, against all odds, you fucking push on. You yeah. Know, and you carve your niche. You know, wherever it might be, whatever it might be. It made the entire world go DIY. It's such a fucking weird concept. Like people that and would we never know. do that shit because exactly. that's where we're from. <laughs> exactly. We're like, oh shit, do it yourself. Yeah. We've been doing this our whole lives. Maybe not on an <laughs> iPhone, but we've been finding a way. Yeah, and yeah. That might have been one of the healthiest things to come out of the pandemic was the being forced to take things a DIY approach at least once in your life. You know, yeah. it really yeah. put everyone on the same level. How was your mind through that that time? Like, how was your how? I mean, I'm, I'm and I'm I'm asking that because I you know 
musicians and artists tend to to really um internalize things and and be uh kind of an more of an empath than most i feel uh to really internalize things and then and but they're also here to take something negative and put a different spin on it whether it's still negative but to take the world and interpret it for others to enjoy through their lens um how was your mind through that i mean i i i hate to say this but i feel like i was the luckiest person in the world in the pandemic because um on march 4th i moved in we moved into our first house my wife and i of of 2020 so right like just as the pandemic was hitting we moved from the city into a house that that we own Mm -hmm. and then on march 27th 2020 my daughter was born so i like literally got to spend the first two years of my daughter's life like full-time dad you know my wife had my wife works in tech so she works from home but she's on constantly so i was like for two years straight full-time dad so I, I, I just was so lucky and I have this bond with my daughter that like I never would have had, had the world been quote unquote normal. Um, so I was very lucky with that. And I was also very lucky that like, you know, my mother-in-law and my mom lived close by. So when she would go down for a nap, somebody was able to be in the house so I could go out to the drum room and I could, I could practice drums. And I, I built a studio out there and I taught myself how to record, you know, and when my mother-in-law and my mom would come, when the baby would wake up, they would take her for a walk. And I was able to stay out in the drum room a little bit longer and get, you know, get better at recording and get better at, you know, setting up the room and all this stuff. So, um, I got just really, really lucky, like really, really lucky that I had time. And I, I was, I was nourished by my daughter, you know, and I was nourished by having this drum room and I was nourished by teaching myself how to record, you know, I just, and I was nourished by having four walls around me that I fucking owned you know, and in a yard that I could, I could go in and so I I just, I felt like a lot of people, you know, took the pandemic and maybe did nothing. You know, I feel like I, I, I did everything, you know, I, I did everything I could to, to make it positive. I did the Jim Ward daggers record from the, from my garage. I did the Sparta record from my garage, multiple couch riffs thing. I did the Seth, the Seth Meyers show. You know, I just was really motivated to turn that situation into like, this is my fucking year. You know what I mean? I'm going to come out of this like with all new skills, you know? So I really tried to make the most of it. And and like I said, the most important thing that came out of it besides LS Dunes was like the time that I was able to spend with my daughter and like yeah. create the life that now when I go away for tour, she knows that I'm coming back. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. That bond is unbreakable, man. That, that, yeah. that, Oh, man, so many things here that I want to touch on, but bringing in a new life to a world that's in transition. I don't know anyone else that had a, that, besides from you talking now, that had a child that close to the beginning of the world shutting down. Everyone I know either didn't have kids and were on their own or had kids and were trying, and like I have three kids, trying to explain to them what's happening, you know, why why these things are as much as we know and try to make their new normal uh a little easier to take it was such a weird experience and a weird a hard place to be in to to do that but you being able to bring new life in and and take that that's such a, an amazing story because that was normal like that's the normal you know as a parent so i mean 
lucky is is a is a good term for it but also like you spent so many years struggling and fighting for what you want i think that's what people don't see a lot of times is is how much work it takes to start a band and get a band to where it is regardless of where it makes it to you know those nights sleeping in the van sleeping under the van sleeping in someone's kitchen sleeping underneath the sink of a hotel like like you don't have your own space ever you don't have something that's yours ever and whether it's even when you get a bus it's a it's a moving coffin like a bed smaller than any bed you'd ever get in a hotel the cheapest hotel and you're moving rocking back and forth like you're not you never have something that's yours and you got that house and that's yours and i loved how you said that because those four walls that i own that has to be especially at 40 years old which i'm 40 as well like at 40 years old to then have that stability when things go south such an incredible place to be yeah you yeah know? dude it's especially like this late in the game you know what i mean like we we my wife and i bought this house for our daughter you know mm-hmm. what i mean because we didn't want to raise her in the city we wanted to make sure that she had somewhere that she could get a dog and we could park in the driveway and everything could be safe enough you know safer than than a city life you know and and you know basically like everything led to that moment of buying a house for our daughter and like putting a crib in her room. You know what I mean? Like her room, mm-hmm. like the room that she's going to make all, you know, we're going to make all our memories in this house, you know? So, you know, and then, and then to be fortunate enough to like have a detached garage where I could build a drum room in so I could do what I need to fucking do to survive, whether it's making money from playing drums or just playing drums. You know what I mean? Cause a lot of us, us musicians, we, a lot of time spent crafting our, you know, learning our craft mm-hmm. is unpaid. You know what I mean? I, I've spent more hours playing drums than I have done doing most things that are just for free. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, but you have to, you have to keep up. You have to keep up the thing. You have to remain passionate. So having a place to be able to do that, you know, having a place to lay my head and having, you know, having a, a, a band like Thursday that like we're all brothers and we fucking do shit together. And then having a band like LS dudes where like it's new and we're all brothers and it's all intertwined with Thursday and, and MCR. It's like a fucking collective. You know what I mean? It's like you, you really, you know, we got those lemons. We tried to make as much lemonade as possible um, in the most creative way possible. Thursday did a bunch of live streams mm-hmm. over the pandemic. Yes. It was like, because we needed to stay afloat, we needed to make money, but also it was like a, a reason to like go get a fucking COVID test, you know, be all boosted up and get there and hug your friends mm-hmm. and play music together and fucking do the damn thing and give people at home something to fucking look forward to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I have so many people have been like, dude, like I actually like bought tickets to this live stream. I fucking put on clothes and I sat in my living room, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like just the fact that like somebody would just get dressed, you know, get out of your sweatpants, get dressed to fucking sit in front of your TV, mm-hmm. like was just like a moment of normalcy, you know what I mean? And to feel like that. And also like we took a bunch of merch and we turned it into masks for, for, for the frontline workers, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like giving back and doing stuff like that. It's just, it's just so wonderful to be a, a part of a group of people that are so caring and nurturing and, and like, love humanity you know what i mean like so i just trying to make as much good in a bad situation and connecting with people in a bad situation and and connecting with your family in a bad situation Mm -hmm. and realizing like this is what's important you know what i mean being home with these people is important you know my own four walls are important 
you know yeah that's your spot in the world that's your place yeah. that's your i mean that's the whole idea of home is it's your your spot to do whatever you want and be whoever you want break down be happy whatever you it's your spot you know yeah. your spot to recover when you the world becomes a whole lot smaller when you're a touring musician because you're going to be there hey you're in germany now oh man i'm never going to see you well i'll see you three times next year right like it becomes so much smaller but when it does that finding home is also really strange you know even when you have one like it's still trying to appreciate it when you're when you're there and shut out everything else and like kind of turn it off for a second and be like this small space is mine you know it's just a weird spot and also when you come home you have to relearn it you know Mm -hmm. what i mean you have to relearn home you have to relearn your partner you have to relearn your kids you know you have to cut off your trucker mouth you know what i mean like stop saying the f word all the time you know like stop eating peanut butter and jelly and eat real food you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like and and i always say this too like when i'm when i'm on the road i'm playing drums every night doing what i love like i'm getting really good at playing these songs Mm -hmm. and then i come home and i'm a shit drummer you know what i mean because Mm -hmm. i haven't actually played drums like i haven't actually practiced i'm playing every night and it looks like I'm, you know, like doing all this stuff, but I'm really doing the same thing every night. So I kind of mm-hmm. unlearn all of the good things that I've taught myself at home. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just get really good at your own song. So you come home a terrible musician. <laughs> that's that's one way I've never heard it articulated before, Tucker. That's <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly and right. Think about this, too. When you record a record, you're the worst at playing your songs. Okay. You know what okay. I mean? Like you're, I do you're, know what you're you just mean. learning them right then and there, yeah. basically changing things on the fly, and then that's what lives forever. Exactly the 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 uh, the birth is what lives lives forever versus where you get with those songs. Yeah, that's really fascinating way of thinking about it, man. I never thought about my only thing with tour was I always used to say we were on freeze in life because we're going out playing the same song in different cities. You're seeing the world and doing what people want to do. But they're graduating college and having kids and being, you know, uh, getting promoted at work or, you know, uh, things that that matter to people, I guess. But like you're on freeze and you get back. Oh, man, where'd you go? You tell them wherever. And what'd you do? Oh, I'm a doctor now. Oh, cool. I played I played uh, uh, cross out the eyes a hundred times. Like, you know, like <laughs> which isn't. But but the, the weird thing is that's so important that you played it that many times. Because you played it for all those people that needed to hear it. But to someone else, it seems like, oh, we're just kind of on hold, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's just, you It is a freeze. It is a freeze. It is a freeze. You're spanning time. It's like nothing ever happened in those two months. You're not using real money, you know what I mean? You're buying food with per diems. You know, you're not spending any money, really. You know, so it's just like life is literally just stopped. Yeah. For that span of time. God, if I could walk into work tomorrow and my boss just hands me, you know, a per diem. Or here's your buyout. They're not doing dinner tonight. Here's a buyout. Or uh, yeah, here's your per diem. I just be like, all right, this is nice. Instead, you got to wait. You got to do all the work, and then here's a paycheck. Like it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so different, such a different world. Totally. But um, yeah, you're not. You could just stock money away. Like you just, especially if you don't have any family at home. Yeah. Oh, I'll just go get a burrito or whatever, and then the rest goes in the bank. Or you know, totally. paycheck, paycheck, paycheck. Everything else is covered. Yeah. That's also weird. Here's your hotel. Awesome. Thank you. Like you, yeah. you don't have to do anything. Oof. It's yeah. so Oof. weird. Came out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, after so many years of, of 
hey, kids, uh, anyone we can stay at your house tonight and wake up on your kitchen floor to your mother not knowing who we are because you told us it was your house, not your parents' house. Can't tell you how many times that happened. But uh, <laughs> yep. it's such a weird place to be in. <laughs> yeah. Man, I that's a great way of putting it, though, that you, you're the worst at playing your songs when you make the record, and you're the best at playing your songs when you get home, but you can't do your craft. Yeah, you can't. Do, you're not good. At, you're not a good musician anymore until you you got to practice again because you're not. You're just playing the same. Your body is moving the same exact way every single night. You know, you might be throwing different songs in set lists or whatever, but you're you you know unless you're actively have a room that you can like set up a a, a, a kit or a, you know bring an acoustic guitar and, and go over scales and do everything. You're not practicing. You're just mm -hmm. you're literally just muscle memory. Is there a is there a uh like a like a main thing that you have learned uh through thursday per se just for the sake of this argument of this conversation you're you know you're playing these shows uh celebrating thursday what's one of the biggest things you've learned through thursday i mean you've had ups and downs the band stopped there you know uh recovery uh so many different things to go through just like in a marriage or a family you would normally go through What's one of the biggest things you've learned from Thursday at this point in your career? Not to throw you on the spot. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know, man. It, it, coming from something that's taught me everything I know, an entity that's taught me literally everything I know, I can't, I don't know what I could say I learned from it. I mean, I just, I'm inspired by it. You know, I've, I've learned to appreciate you know, what it's, what, what the band has done for me in my life and, and my family. And, and I don't know, it's just, I can't put my, my finger on one thing. I'm just, I I've just always been Tucker from Thursday, you know? And then in 2011, when we decided to go on hiatus, it was just, it felt so weird to not be Tucker from Thursday anymore, mm -hmm. you know? And I always knew it was coming back, you know, and I always knew we were going to do it again. It's just, I didn't know when. So I was kind of like lost and had to be like my own person again, mm -hmm. you know, and that was scary because I'm an only child too. Jeff is an only child as well. You yeah. know, so these are the closest thing I have to brothers and family as, as I can get, mm -hmm. you know? So I don't know. It's definitely taught me uh, everything I know. I've, I've been in this band my whole entire adult life. You know, and I, I don't have any other skills really. You know, I worked at a, a set design shop for a while, making sets for photography. And so I learned how to do a little bit of woodworking here and there, like simple, basic shit. But, um, I don't know. It's just, I guess I, I, what the band has taught me is to, to appreciate where I'm at, appreciate that, you know, it's hard to do what we do and that we stuck it out and, and, you know, reaping the benefits is not a monetary thing. It's, it's, it's a feeling, you know what I mean? Like when I hear somebody talk about full collapse or world of time or something, and I hear that it changed their lives or saved their lives, or if they fucking hate the band, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Like it's, it's all like, wow, that's, it's just a, a, a overwhelming sense of gratitude mm -hmm. to, to be where I am, to be able to be playing this record now sitting in this green room uh, with cursive right next door. You know what I mean? bands that I've looked up to and, and being able to have my brother, Anthony green on the tour, you know, with, with us, you know, it's, which is, I, I guess it's just taught me a level of gratitude that I, I, I don't know that I was comfortable enough talking about 
you know, previous to this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it comes with growing up. It comes with, it's an interesting position you're in too, because wherever Thursday at is where you're at. Like that's what, you know, you're progressing at the same time, you know, and, and that makes a lot of sense when during that hiatus, what did you do during that hiatus? So I, I, I played, I was in the backing band for this uh, boy band called the wanted, which we did, you know, I did for like four years. Um, Okay. Played all kinds of TV shows, American Idol, Dancing with the Stars, all everything you can imagine. Uh, toured the world with them. We fucking amazing. I played in Murphy's Law for okay. a little while, um, and I played in Yellow Card. I filled in. Uh, you know, I, I was hired to play drums for Yellow Card for a couple of years, so I stayed in music. Mm. You know, and and then in the interim, I I kind of worked at that set shop, like I talked to you about, mm-hmm. and then. Um, and then in like 2017, 2018, I got with Frank and we did the the Barriers record. Um, as Thursday was kind of coming back, and I did a Thursday tour after that. And I did Seth Meyers, and you know, so it's 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 I tried to stay in the drum world, in the music world, the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, That's incredible, having that much to do in that time off and to stay in music. You know, I I remember when Riley and when Thrice took the break, and Riley was teching for other drummers like with Weezer and whoever, like it was such a weird thing to think about. And, and that's yeah. another thing with that identity too, being Tucker from Thursday for so long when you're all of a sudden you're not anymore, you know, is, is a, is a weird spot to be in any, any, sure. in anything you do in life or you're so-and-so from so-and-so, but it's rare that in any other career that you're so-and-so from so-and-so, you know, you're not Dewey from Walmart, right? Like, you know, the wherever you're working, but like, uh, it's just a weird thing with identity to, to, to have that and then have that either taken away or, or put on hold um, can really mess with you a little bit. I, I really wish I, I, I could walk around with my shoulders back and my chest puffed out just being Tucker. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it definitely makes me, it definitely helps being Tucker from Thursday and Tucker from LS dunes to, to make me feel like I can walk around proud. You know what I mean? Like I shouldn't need that, but, mm-hmm. but it's definitely something that is like, you know, is very apparent that I, I I needed these bands this Thursday and and Ellis Dunes more than I thought I needed them. You know, yeah. to to get by in life, to to feel like a complete human. You know. Yeah. But now you're your daughter's dad. And now I'm, and that's the thing. Now I'm Birdie's dad, and mm-hmm. that that that's more than than both of these things combined. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's it's it that that's definitely taken over for sure. Yeah. That's one thing you learn being in a band is how to protect somebody, protect people. Because you're you're looking out for your brothers the whole time, you know they're looking out for you. Like you're, but also everything you're doing is with a group. Like it's the group totally. effort that makes these things happen and makes these people get a babysitter and come out uh, to a show or get a hotel or fly out or uh, you know uh, the, these these records are made with groups of people. Um, but being a dad, you know, like that's your that's your chance to make it or break it. Not totally. necessarily on your own because you have a partner, but for sure. But you are their dad. Like they have absolutely. That's it. It's not you and Jeff and and Steve and you know what I mean. It's you, which is and it's a whole nother world. And it's crazy too because, like I said, I'm an only child, so mm-hmm. Birdie doesn't really have an uncle. You know what I mean? Like so, so to say. But like she has Uncle Jeff, she has Uncle Steve, she has Uncle Frank. She called every all all of my 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 band members we're all uncle, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so it's, she's growing up in, in this community that like everyone loves her and everyone knows her. And, you know, she's been on the bus. She's, you know, they've been to my house, you know what I mean? Like it's, mm-hmm. so it's, it's, 
you know, she, she's, I just want her to, to, you know, I want to be dad, but I want her to know that she could turn to any of these people too. You know what I mean? Yep. And if things go down, they're going to be there for her, just like you would for their kids. And Under that support network continues. Totally. You know, you guys have seen the best and worst of each other, just for like sure. a father, daughter, mother, daughter, any kind of family sees the best and worst. And, uh, it's, it's so such a special thing, man. I'm so in happy a for you. Thank you, man. In a, in a relationship, especially with a partner, you, you, you fall in love with the things you hate about them. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that's what it's all about. You know, like you said, seeing people at their worst, you know, and, and being there for them, whether it's hurting you or not, but like, you know, showing love and kindness and like, you know, really just loving what you don't like about someone is, is very fucking important. Mm -hmm. It's, it's incredible that everything, everything you've done up to this point have set you up in such a good way to be a dad and to be, to go through something like a pandemic, to go through really anything. That's the one thing that, that I really admire the most about music and touring and all that as a whole is it sets you up to be a fighter and, and a success in whatever you do, because you've, you've fought for everything. You fought for every meal. You fought for you. You're just like a like a like a dog in the street for some of those years. You know, yeah. you have your pack, but you're you're still fighting every day. You're still going totally. through it every day. You're creating um, something out of nothing. Yeah, you know what I mean, to do something that helps people, like to do something that heals people, to do something that, as much as it damages, it does to you. The 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 other side of the coin is is enormous with what it what it does for other people and the world sure. you know your impact on this world has been massive and you know uh, i appreciate personally so much of what you've done uh you know from inspiring me to go down and start writing songs again and trying to like let's see if we can make this actually work and it did like to, but to, to i love that you were the spark like you're part of that spark that 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 really changed so many things mm -hmm. for a lot of people myself included. And I, I really am thankful to you for that. Um, Thank you, Dewey, man. That means a lot. I it's something that. I can never pay back, uh, except for doing as best as I can at what I'm doing. And hopefully other people get inspired by things. And you you're know, doing it, man. You're doing it for sure. Listen to this thing and, and maybe hear something they haven't heard before. Or, um, but man, and I'm just, just cheers to you for, for fighting so hard and, and being just a great person. And, um, dude back at you man and like you said we've never really met in person but like this is kind of the best way to meet because like we're having a conversation and asking each other questions that you don't ask in a normal conversation so this to me is like kind of like every moment led up to this for you and i to meet and have a conversation you know like a real mm -hmm. fucking conversation absolutely absolutely i've been looking forward to this and and uh man like i said just i've I, you've been there like in the periphery like for so much of my adult life because we haven't met but shows bands every like like magazine whatever it is you come up so much you know and however many hours i've spent listening to to records you've done like um it's just huge so um yeah thank you very much and thank you for the time man this has been really awesome like likewise man ask for anything better um thank you please give a please give a hug to to rickley and and anthony um for me i haven't seen either of them in a very long time uh in the flesh <laughs> it's always been on here because of the goddamn pandemic but uh uh 
Yeah. Is there anything else coming up for, I mean, you got the Thursday shows you're doing now. Um, what's next for Dunes? I know the record so just Dunes, came out, but. We have a ton of material um, that we're working on. Uh, so we're, we're going to, we're, we're still writing, you know what I mean? We're, we're, we're hungry. And uh, also at the end of January, Dunes is going to the UK for a bunch of shows and then Europe for a bunch of shows. And um, you know, and we, we're going to have a busy year next year. Um, all of our bands, collective bands, and then Dunes as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're just, we're trying to, to, to navigate schedules and, and fit things in when we can and, 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 and make this a real priority. So, you know, I don't want people to think that this is the last time they're going to see the Dunes because it's absolutely not. Um, we're going to be bringing this as many places as we can. And we said this a long time ago that, you know, this record will bring us where we need to go. It will, it will dictate where we need to be and, and when we need to do things. So, and we believe in that and, and we believe in the songs that we're writing now. And I'm just looking forward to, to, you know, just getting out there more and doing it. Cause I truly, truly love it. You know, I, I truly, truly love both of my bands right now. They're both fantastic, man. I, what, is there anything else coming up for Thursday after this for, is there, I mean, I, you probably can't talk about much if there is, but, is there anything you can talk about coming up for Thursday that, that people can look forward to for, for next year? Uh, I mean, I'm sure we'll have, have some stuff in the pipeline. Um, right now I think we're, you know, just trying to wrap up the year and Mm. and get Christmas shopping done and holiday (laughs) shopping. Um, but definitely, I mean, you know, people think we stopped in 2011. We never fucking stopped. You know, it's always, we live this, we live and breathe this shit, you know, Mm -hmm. it's in our blood. This, this, this Thursday band is, is who we are in more ways than one. Um, it's family and it's, it's everything. So, um, you never know what's going to happen. All right, man, man. Well, I look forward to whatever's coming, man. I, I really do. And uh, you're just a stand up guy, man. And, and, uh, I, like I said, I appreciate you very much. Thank you for the time. And for all the songs and and effort and blood, sweat and tears, man, it's it's uh, it's not lost on us out here. You know, Thank love you, man. what you do. So, I appreciate you having me on, taking the time to talk to me, and 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 I appreciate you as a human, and I, I hope that you know we can do this in the flesh sometime, you know, Dude, and hang out and absolutely. get a coffee or whatever. I look forward to it, my friend. Well, travel safe. Happy holidays, man. Hey, Best same to you. Family. Same to you. <laughs> uh, what's the what's the phrase I used to use? It was uh. Uh, play hard, tour soft. <laughs> <laughs> we just say yay tour. Yay tour. <laughs> right on, buddy. All right. For well, good or for bad, yay tour. <laughs> have a great show tonight, and uh, we'll talk soon. Hell yeah, man. All right, be, brother. Be well. Bye. Take care. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Tucker Rule from Ellis Dunes from Thursday. An awesome dude, an awesome dad. Um, I was glad to talk to him about finding a, a, a happy place to land. Um, you know, making music your career is a very, very hard thing to do. And I think he's done a great job of it so far. And the bands he's putting out are amazing or the bands he's in rather are amazing. And uh, I've been super influential on a lot of people, including myself. So it was awesome to get to know Tucker and uh, we'll definitely have him back on for a part two sometime. Um, I I really, really feel that uh, we could do that. So uh, thank you guys so much for coming back week after week. I really appreciate it. It really means a lot. Um, just seeing the show grow constantly is just such a great joy. Um, and, and being able to, to realize that something was just an idea in your head is now a tangible thing, uh, is incredibly rewarding and it's all because of you guys. And I really appreciate that. So, 
Uh, definitely hit me up if you got any questions or comments or guest ideas, things like that. I'm always I'm always available um, for those things, and and I love getting your guys' messages every week and responding to them because uh, it helps me feel more connected uh, instead of just me talking all the time because it's kind of a one sided thing in podcasting where I'm talking to you or I'm talking to a guest. Uh, but you can't see anything back necessarily. So maybe we're thinking of an idea and we can't figure it out. I and mean, you know the answer, but you can't say anything. So you're saying it out loud in the car. You're saying it out loud at the gym or wherever you're doing, you know, fuck, this is the, just come on, think of it. You know, um, I do that too. When I listen to podcasts, I'll, I'll like just say something out loud in the car. Um, when I realize what it is that they're trying to say, and I can't say anything about it cause it's already happened. So, um, definitely a one-sided thing so the the feedback from you guys is awesome and it makes me feel more connected for sure um when you can't see your audience it makes it difficult but when you know they're there uh it's definitely in my mind and in my heart when we're doing this thing so you guys are definitely there with me as we go through these things and, and i just really appreciate you all right i'm gonna stop rambling uh we got a lot to do uh we're in february we are marching right through to march with a lot of awesome stuff coming so as always guys We'll see you on the radio. Well, hey friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? 
I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Again.